Hey everyone, and welcome to The Ad Project, an ongoing series about two guys who put their heads together to start the world's most advanced Amazon advertising agency. They've obsessed over all things in the Amazon advertising world, built an industry-leading platform to gain deeper insights, and continuously test, trial, and push to uncover the most effective advertising strategies. Now, they're going to help you grow your Amazon business by pulling back the curtain to share what they've discovered. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Ad Project Podcast. So this is Matt and Joe. Uh, we own Ad Advance, a digital advertising agency with campaigns generating hundreds of millions of dollars in sales. We've personally been obsessed about finding the most effective Amazon advertising strategies and then built a system around it. So now we're here to share our insights and give you weekly updates on trends, strategies, and best practices. Um, so overall, we're really excited to go through this episode. Key things that we're going to be focusing on are like major questions like what is a good ACOS or ROAS target for your campaigns? And then talking through pieces like bid strategy, the bid auction, and all the pieces that really tie into getting your ad shown. So I guess just jumping right into it, um, Matt, key question that we always get, what is a good ACOS? So can you kind of break down that, that big question? Yeah, I'll do my best. That's a question we get all the time and it's a pretty involved answer. So a good ACOS, it depends on your margin, repeat purchases, the category you're in and what your objectives are for your product, perhaps most importantly. So just starting with gross margin or your break-even ACOS, that's one of the key benchmarks to measure against. So a good ACOS could be beneath your gross margin uh, where you're earning a profit directly on your ads. A good ACOS could also be above gross margin where you're taking a loss on your ads, depending on your product objective, which I know you'll speak to next. But uh, one of the key things about ACOS is an ACOS above gross margin isn't necessarily bad. There are a ton of ancillary benefits to advertising. So taking that, that small loss or even a large loss in some instances can result in better profitability, more revenue for your account, just because that additional exposure and the conversion benefit helps drive ranking, increased organic sales, more reviews, et cetera. So it can improve your organic position on Amazon and multiply those organic sales. So ACOS is very directly measurable to, to your gross margin. That's why we typically look at ACOS over ROAS because it's the comparison to margin tells you how profitable or unprofitable your ads are. So a couple of the other key factors tying into what a good ACOS is beyond margin would be product objective. Do you want to run through those, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think one key thing to really keep in mind too, when we're talking about um, the ideal ACOS target is really focusing on the bigger picture and not just getting focused on the ad metrics themselves. So advertising is just one piece of your overall business. And so we want to take that larger picture into account instead of getting fixated on individual metrics. So one key piece to take into mind is like Matt was saying, the product objective. So if we're in our launch phase, we're going to take a very different approach on our ads than if we've got very established products on Amazon. So for instance, for like launch, the key piece that we try to focus on with advertising is when you're at the launch stage, the major objective is to try to get people on your product listing and purchasing your products. 
And so advertising is really a longer term investment into getting that listing and that product established on the Amazon marketplace. And so the, the key things to keep in mind there is we're trying to drive volume and we're trying to drive sales. If we advertise for highly relevant keywords or product targets when you're launching, that's a good indication to Amazon that your product is relevant for those keywords or those product targets if they convert into sales. And so when Amazon gets these indications, now your organic ranking can go up. And at the same time, when you get these sales, now some of those are going to lead into reviews. When you get reviews, that's better social proof for your products. And then when people click, they're more likely to convert now that they see that social proof. And so as you keep expanding your advertising, you keep driving more sales, you're really spinning the flywheel for your listing where now Amazon's getting more indications that your product is relevant. Your organic search ranking is going to go up. You're going to get more sales. That's going to lead to more customer reviews. That's going to lead to higher conversion rates. And over time, now we can really get that product established with a ton of great reviews and a great organic ranking overall. And then at that point, what we can really do is transition into the established product uh, life cycle. So for launch, we're really not focused on ACoS as much. It's really the sales and the volume metrics that we're really concerned about. And so in those instances, you may be taking a loss on your advertising, or you may just be break even on your advertising to start out. Again, just approach it more as a long-term investment in your listing versus a major profit driver. Ads are not going to be a major profit driver if you don't have any reviews and you're just trying to get that initial traction. Or in many cases, you won't achieve much of a profit. But then once we get into the established products phase, now you really have a lot more options. Um, so once we get really good organic rankings, we're driving a ton of traffic organically, not through ads. At that point, now we can get a little less aggressive with our bids and look at more of a profit metric. And so this really ties into, you know, some of the margin pieces that Matt talked through on, all right, if I have a 40% margin on my products, maybe I target a 20% ACoS and now I'm getting a 20% margin or a 20% profit on any ad sales. And then on top of that, I'm getting all my organic sales where I'm getting that 40% profit. And so it's definitely a balance on where you set that target. And that brings us to a couple other pieces to really touch on. So one piece that ties into the long-term ACoS that you can achieve. One is the category competitiveness. And this is really driven by two major factors. So one is the margins that you're able to achieve from the products. And two is the lifetime value of your customer. So just digging into the first one, the margins. So like for instance, the supplements category has really high margins. And due to that, a lot of people are really driven to sell supplements because they can achieve those very high margins. Since you have so many sellers in the space selling comparable products, you end up with a lot of competition in that category. The other thing that supplements has going for it is the lifetime value of the customer. So once you get somebody to buy a certain supplement, say I'm buying an iron supplement. If I purchase that first product, that first iron supplement bottle, I may come back and purchase again. And so you can get these repeat purchases, which increases the lifetime value of the client of the customer to be more than just that initial sale. And so just taking the supplements category as an example, it has really high margins and it has repeat purchases. And this is what makes it extremely competitive. And so 
if we're trying to advertise for an established product in the supplement category, an ACOS of 40 to 50% is definitely realistic because so many people are bidding up, driving up the cost of advertising because they're getting that great margin and that great lifetime value. Um, for a lot lower margin products, people aren't going to be able to spend as much. And so they're not going to drive the bids as high. And in some instances, like, you know, typical category targets for, say, like general computer hardware could be in the 10% range compared to supplements, which are in the 50% range. So the overall long-term target is really driven by margin, lifetime value of your customers. And then there's definitely a trade-off between ACOS and bids and sales, which we can talk about in a bit as we go. So that's the, the key thing that we're looking at is just the competitiveness of the category. And then once you've got those products established, now is the time to start testing different ACOS levels. So the key thing that you're trying to weigh is you don't want to set the objective of just trying to minimize ACOS. So I see a lot of sellers approaching this. I want the lowest ACOS possible. Well, the way that we can do that is we can target just say like branded keywords that tend to convert really well and have a low cost per click. But you could be cutting out a lot of other more general keywords, which drive a ton of volume, but don't get as good of a margin, meaning don't get as good of an ACoS. And so the thing to keep in mind when setting your ACoS target is, all right, let's set a target of 20% and let's see how overall ad sales do. All right, now let's set a target of 25%, meaning we get to increase bids on some of those higher volume keywords. And let's see how ad sales do there. By going from 20 to 25%, I'm decreasing the margin I get from ads. I'm decreasing the profit I get from ads for each sale. But if I can drive a bunch more sales, then I make up for it in volume. So there's constantly this trade-off that we have too between the ACOS target and what your overall profit is for your account. And so these are pieces for more established products that we're constantly testing, trying to find those right inflection points in the ad auction where we can both sustain the margin and drive a bunch of volume to maximize the profits and then also get those outside benefits like the organic ranking aspects. So, you know, Matt, this is probably a great jumping off point to start talking about like setting budgets and really how do you put this into place as you go? Sure thing. Yeah. So the budget conversation does tie into ACOS targets and how you set your bids and this overall discussion, because if you choose to limit budget when you have ad profitability, you're choosing to limit your profits on your account. So by limiting budget, you could be limiting the amount that you take home, your bottom line income. So setting budgets is a really important piece of this conversation. There's a couple different budget types with Amazon advertising. The first would be global budget. This applies to your sponsored products campaigns. You can find it in the ad console and under the settings tab. And what global budget does is it turns off all of your sponsored product campaigns for the remainder of the day once you reach that threshold that you set. Uh, there are also portfolio budgets that aren't don't have a ton of utility because they're set on a monthly basis. You can't set daily portfolio budgets right now. So most people, most sellers wouldn't use those to a large extent. The main budget to really focus on would be campaign daily budgets. So when you're setting your, your global budgets, I touched on this a bit, but that ACOS versus margin conversation becomes very important. It's a, it's a focal point in the, the budget setting process. 
anytime that your campaign is generating an ACoS that's favorable, it's lower than your gross margins, you want to keep that campaign running throughout the day. That campaign's driving incremental profits for your account. You're making more money from it. If you choose to limit that campaign's budget, you're effectively limiting the amount of profits that you take in. So when you have ACoS favorability, you have profitable ads, I would recommend keeping budget open and making sure there's adequate headroom to let your campaigns run throughout the day. The one caveat to that would be inventory. If it looks like you're going to run out of inventory, even if ACoS is favorable, it could be in your best interest to reduce budget or potentially even pause ads for those products. If you're going to run out of stock organically, why pay to accelerate the process and have your listing down for a longer period of time when you can generate those sales for free, not have to pay anything for them, uh, and have your, your product up and shoppers able to purchase it, discover it for, for a longer period of time. So that's one exception. In general, though, if you have ACoS favorability, don't limit budget for that campaign. Now, when you have a campaign that isn't delivering profitability, that's where budget becomes really important. And one of the main factors, one of the main metrics that I'd look at for the budget setting process would be tacos. So that'd be your ad spend divided by your total sales. Uh, that metric, tacos, is also a great metric to compare to margin for your account. Because if you maintain a fixed taco setting month to month, your overall account margins remain consistent. So let's say you set a 10% tacos target and your total sales are 10,000. You're gonna spend $1,000 per month. If the next month you generate 20,000 in total sales, your ad budget can be escalated to $2,000 per month. In the end, in both circumstances, it, or it has a 10% impact to your overall bottom line, your, your P&L. So it just keeps things really consistent and predictable over the course of your account. Now we hear about tacos all the time and the different ways that people use it. One thing to keep in mind is it isn't a great performance metric. So even though we do compare it to margin, it's really in terms of just margin consistency and, and budget setting. It doesn't tell you how well your campaigns are doing. If we had a thousand dollar budget, a 10% tacos, um, and it generated zero sales, you'd have a 0% ACoS, you wouldn't return anything from your ads, but your tacos would still be 10%. If that $1,000 in sales generated 10 grand in ad sales, you'd have a 10% ACoS. Likely your campaigns are performing incredibly well. They're certainly outperforming the 0% ACoS situation, yet tacos is equivalent. So it's a great budget metric, not a great performance metric. Yeah. So key takeaway is, when you have ACoS favorability to margin, don't hold back your campaigns unless you have some sort of inventory concern. And just to provide some clarity too. So we're, we're talking about two different margins. So just to differentiate so people fully understand, um, the first one is profitability on your ad sales. And so how you calculate that is I can take my sales price minus the cost to purchase my product, my cost of goods sold, minus all Amazon fees, minus my ad spend for that skew. And after all of that, I'm left with the profit that I get from ads. So just think of it as your gross margin on your products minus ad spend is equal to my profitability on my ads. 
Then there's the other account level profitability. So this includes both ad sales and organic sales. And so this is where tacos budgets can come in a little bit handy is that say I have a 10% tacos. That means that I've got 10% of my overall sales are going to overall ad spend. And so it keeps the overall account level profitability or the profit margin on your account consistent. But what Matt was referencing is that if I just look at tacos, my ads may be just wasting a ton of spend. Like we can definitely spend to any tacos limit. It's just the return that you're actually getting for that spend to where a cost is a much better measure. And so if you're using tacos, make sure that you're also taking into account how effective that ad spend is being utilized. And you can do that in terms of ACOS or ROAS. This will give you a much better picture for the ad spend itself. And then if you want to adjust to a tacos limit, that will keep your overall margins that you're getting for your account consistent. So a tacos is more of like a consistency measure on the profitability you're getting for your account. And then ACOS and ROAS is more of a measure on the effectiveness of that advertising spend. I mean, Matt, is, is that a good explanation or any key pieces you add there? Yeah, that was a really good distinction. Sounds good. And so as we're trying to target these different ACOS levels, we set bids to do that. And so now we can jump into kind of the bid section of the podcast. And first I'll just cover, there's three different types of bidding strategies that we have available for us. So the first one is dynamic down. And so dynamic down was the default and was the only option back in the early days of Amazon advertising. Since then, they've offered a couple other bidding strategies and people get confused by these just because it's different options and what do you pick? Um, so just to cover the differences between them. Dynamic down, what it'll do is it'll bid up to the value specify. So say I set a dollar for my bid. It will bid up to a dollar, but Amazon can decrease the bid that goes to the auction if they don't think that your product is going to convert well into a sale. So it's kind of built-in protection for your bids to make sure that you're not going to overpay if the keyword or the product target or the ad group that you've got that bid applied to may not convert as well. Another bid strategy is dynamic up and down. So this gives Amazon more leeway, but it gives us a little less control. And essentially what can happen here is, say I set a dollar bid. If Amazon determines that my product's going to convert really well for that keyword, they can actually increase the bid by 100% when it enters the auction. And so my dollar bid could become a $2 bid if Amazon determines that it's really likely to convert. At the same time, the bid can actually decrease if Amazon determines that it's not likely to convert. So this one gives Amazon a lot more control, but gives us personally a lot less control. And there are also downsides where if you set your bids, you could actually be paying a lot higher if Amazon determines with their algorithms that your product's very likely to convert. And the third one is fixed bids. So this does not give Amazon any control based off of the conversions that they expect. It just sets the bid based off of what we put in. So if I put a dollar bid and I have a fixed bidding strategy, it's going to be a dollar bid no matter what. And so this gives us the most control, but it doesn't have that built-in protection where Amazon can decrease the bid if they don't think that it's as likely to convert. 
So Matt, maybe you can give us some insight on setting bids and then, you know, when you would use these different bidding strategies and where people should start when they're looking at bids and how it ties into overall ACOS. Yeah, totally. So just to lead off, let's let's take the bid setting piece and tie it back to the ACOS target setting that we were speaking to previously. So we know that the ACOS is a product of conversion rate, cost per click, and the average order value. So using a little bit of basic algebra, we can flip this equation around and we can take conversion rate times your price times your target ACOS that you determine to figure out the cost per click needed to achieve that target ACOS. So when setting bids, what you're doing is you're predicting the conversion rate of a keyword and your product relative to the price and then relative to your efficiency goals, your ACOS targets. And that's the maximum amount that you should be willing to to pay to achieve that target ACOS essentially. So if you're in the launch phase, you have a new product and you're trying to drive exposure, expected conversion rate could be a bit lower when you're setting bids. So you should look at setting higher bids early on for those really high relevancy keywords. A major factor in the placement conversation is your max bid. The more you're willing to pay, the more likely your ads to be served at top of search. So for a launch product, where conversion rate is super important for ranking your product and aiding discoverability, uh, setting that high bid helps you get those better placements and drive more high intent traffic to your listing. So generally speaking, when setting bids for a launch product, go aggressive. You can use a conversion rate in that calculation uh, that's higher than what you may actually realize, or you can optimize around conversion rate more so than, than ACOS objectives. Where bid setting becomes quite a bit more fun is when a product's in the more mature phase. We have a more concrete ACOS target to optimize around. So just at a high level, if ACOS is favorable to our target ACOS, then we should look at increasing bid to drive more traffic to that ad. If it's performing favorably and it's ACOS is beneath our ACOS target, we can afford to pay more for that placement. So we'll likely increase bid. If ACOS is unfavorable to your target, you should be looking at reducing bid. Now, one of the key anchors, one of the key reference points when setting bids is cost per click. So if you set a bid north of average cost per click, it's signaling that you're willing to pay more for those placements. So for favorable performing targets where ACOS is less than the target, your target ACOS, your bid should be set at a premium to cost per click. The more favorable the performance, the higher that bid premium can be. As a kind of ancillary benefit to that bid premium too, it's also netting you those higher converting placements while also allowing more impressions. Your ad's going to show up more since you're willing to pay more. And then also to tie back in the campaign bidding strategies that Joe, that you were just talking about, using CPC at that reference point, it works really well for fixed bidding and dynamic down bidding strategies. But where it gets to be a little bit more tricky is with dynamic up and down. So dynamic up and down bid strategies. Amazon can increase your bid up to 100% if it feels like your ad is more likely to convert. What that means is that cost per click could continually be above your max bid because Amazon's dynamically increasing it. So if you're continually setting your bid above CPC when using dynamic up and down, you could continually escalate that cost per click. And on the flip side, 
if you have unfavorable performance and you're using dynamic up and down and you set your bid equivalent to CPC or lower than CPC, your average cost per click, Amazon could still dynamically increase it above that level and you may not see the cost per click movement that you'd like to see. So what we're doing during this bid setting process really is we're trying to control cost per click to influence ACOS. So if ACOS is too high or well above target, we can reduce bid. We can walk that bid down and see how cost per click reacts. When we reduce that CPC, a key factor in the ACOS equation, it will reduce our ACOS as long as the other factors like conversion rate and price uh, remain constant. So by optimizing around that cost per click with your bid, you can really control where ACOS lands. There are a couple limitations to what you can do with bid adjustments just because it's a product of competition. We're, it's an auction that's held. So if we bid too low because we want to achieve a lower cost per click, it may mean that we don't receive any impressions for that keyword, for that search, simply because relevant ads, relevant products, our competition is willing to pay more. So if you're the low bidder at auction, you're going to see low or no impressions. So there's always a trade-off between traffic, conversion rate, and CPC as you're working your way through the, the bid process. So dynamic up and down, it can adversely affect like your ability to, to set bids based on average cost per click, using that as a key reference point. Another piece that does tie into the bid setting process is bidding by placement. So We'll cover that in a future podcast episode. It's a super interesting topic. One of my favorite things to talk about, but bidding by placement, you can set percentages that escalate your bid for certain placements, top of search and product page. So if you're setting bidding by placement settings, like let's say you have a hundred percent top of search setting, it could amplify that bid by uh, 2X. So that's another factor to keep in mind when bid setting, if you're using bidding by placement and you definitely should, Take that into account when setting bids, especially in terms of cost per click, because you could be making, you could make compounding changes. So always contextualize cost per click with bid strategy, like dynamic up and down and, and those bidding by placement. So um, man, in general, when setting up basic campaigns, what bidding strategy should people use? For like a new product launch? Yeah, for say a new product launch or for established products. Should I use dynamic up and down? Should I use fixed bid? Should I use dynamic down only? What do you recommend there? So two-part answer. If we're talking about launch campaigns, I recommend fixed bidding strategies. The reason for that is because Amazon won't dynamically reduce our bid based on its conversion prediction. So we can set what we're willing to pay. The product's in its infancy at that stage. It doesn't have a lot of great conversion data. And Amazon maybe wants to prioritize more established products ahead of ours. By using fixed bidding, we can reduce that dynamic down, that reduction that Amazon makes to, to the bids that we set. So, so essentially, launch, it just makes sure that we get impressions from the start. Even if it doesn't convert as well from the start, it does not allow Amazon to reduce our bids so we can keep focusing and driving traffic to those major keywords we want to rank for. Exactly. And then once you have more established products and they're converting well, I would transition to dynamic down only. We have a database that has billions of impressions, tens of millions of clicks. 
based on all of our analysis of what performs best all around in terms of sales and ACOS, dynamic down, it's just been the most efficient. So I'd recommend dynamic down for more established campaigns, dynamic and up and down. We don't use to a large extent just because the bids can vary so widely and we're good at setting bids. Uh, we're, we're really good at it. We have a ton of data points and we know what we can afford to pay and what we want to pay and dynamic up just, it reduces our control over bid to a very large extent. So dynamic down, there's some favorability there where if there's low odds of conversion, we've seen better ACOS results. Dynamic up though, you just lose so much control. We're setting a max bid, the maximum amount that we're willing to pay. And since it's based on really sound logic, we want Amazon to adhere to it. Yeah, yeah. So we just did a really deep dive into ACOS and bids. And as you can see, it's a pretty complex topic. And we'll keep circling back to it as we go through the rest of these podcast episodes, um, just covering a high level overview on what we just covered. So first off on what is a good ACOS? If you're on the launch phase, ACOS is not the best target to use. And really what you're trying to do is drive sales and traffic to get that listing established and really spin the flywheel for your listing. Once you've got a more established product, I would definitely calculate out the gross margin that you have for that product and then target and test different ACOS levels to see when I set bids in a certain way, what does that do to my margin and what does that do to my sales volume and really compare the two and then also take into account the ancillary benefits of organic rankings and continuing to establish more sales through ads, um, which definitely helps on the organic side. Once you get past that point, the next piece that we covered is bids are, they're your main method to control your ACOS overall. And so key thing to keep into account there is if you're, if you have keywords or product targets that are performing well in terms of ACOS or ROAS, you should increase the bids on those to try to drive a bunch more traffic to it. So we want to drive as many eyeballs as we can to those ads that are going to convert really well. If it's not performing well in terms of ACOS or ROAS, decrease the bids. That'll decrease the cost per click. And you may get to a point where the cost per click is low enough where you're getting a good return on those ads. The downside is that you may get to a point where you're not getting shown any more impressions for those. And that kind of ties back to all the key factors that impact sales and ACOS that we covered in the previous episode. And then finally, for new product launches, fixed bids can be great just to make sure that you're establishing continual traffic going to those listings and that Amazon doesn't reduce the bids on us um, just based off of initial poor conversions, which we may have because we might not have that many reviews. But then once we've got the established products, now transitioning more to a dynamic down bidding strategy is a great approach. It gives Amazon a little bit more control, but still gives a ton of control to us too. So it kind of provides you some protection on not spending too much on lower relevancy keywords, but at the same time, giving us a lot of control on the bid strategy to be able to control to those ACOS targets. So in the next episode, we're going to be covering placement adjustments and the differences in performance of different ad placements. So this is a really fun topic and it builds on the max bids that we just talked through. Um, so really hope you would uh, join us for the next episode and definitely thanks for listening. 